Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Atypical Youth Ministry Podcast. Episode 18. This is the Grand Moff Tarkin episode. There is a guy from the church I grew up in that looks a lot like Grand Moff Tarkin. Really? He's like in one of those Star Wars troops where they all pretend to be someone else. And for a while he was supposed to be Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi, but he looks nothing like him. And then he got his switch to where he is Grand Moff uh, Tarkin. He's the guy that was in charge of the Death Star. In the New Hope, and he was also in uh, Rogue One, but he was computer generated in Rogue One. But they, like, once again, Rolling Stone had him as number eighteen. I would agree if they didn't add Rogue One, which upped the ante on Grand Moff Tarkin. He was pretty I'd put tough him guy in there. A lot better of a character than what eighteen is. But yeah, that's, that's Rolling Stone. People can't see this on the camera because there is no camera. Correct. But I want to show you this guy as Obi Wan. And as Grand, Grand Moff Tarkin. You okay. ready for this? This is allegedly Obi-Wan. Does that look like Obi-Wan? No. He looks old. That was rude. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, See, I yes. know who that character is now by looking at that photo. Yeah, so he's found his place. Well, I've, always, I've always liked him because he, was a, he wasn't really an unlikable bad guy. He's just doing his duty. That's right. Every Nazi said that. Yeah, That's what I was thinking. Okay. All right, here we go. Here right. we go. Now we're there. Yep. So anyways, today, well, that obviously wasn't prepared at all. <laughs> that went off the rails fast. Uh, today we're talking about preparing. How do we prepare our messages or uh, at the very least, how do we structure what will be the teaching part of our youth ministry? So that's what we will talk about when we get back. And we're back. I'm Jeff. I'm Joey. And I'm Erica. And we are the chosen ones. And we are excited to go over Movie Monday. I'm excited. Yeah, one of us is. One of us I is. I didn't actually see this movie. Cool beans. So we're actually talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, which may or may not still be in theaters. We don't know because it's two weeks from now. But I guaranteed it, it would be. Right. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I've been wrong before. And let me preface. Or preface. This movie review by saying when I went into this and you said we're going to go see Sonic mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that because I've taken you to movies that you didn't want to see and I you and so I right away is saying this is going to just be terrible this is going to be horrific we've only seen I think correct me if I'm wrong one movie we said I didn't want to pay 250 for that at Astra yes and I fully anticipated to be seeing that for the second time you even liked last Christmas more than you thought true that I am saying 250. I have no problem with 250. But 250 is an upgrade from your. It was going to be. I didn't even want to pay original. 250 when I yeah. walked into it. But it was, and I and I'm just going to say I can't believe it is approaching making 300 million as the airing of this date. Uh, we are just glutton in this country for mindless entertainment. But well, I threw down money for it. Here's the thing. 250. I'm giving it a I'd have paid full price. Yes, you would. But the last one we talked about, Fantasy Island, you had an emotional attachment to that. Yes. I had an emotional attachment to this. This is part of my childhood. And I can't give anything away because it's allegedly still in theaters, but there were two moments where I was pretty good with it throughout and I thought this is good. I think it'd been a price score two fifty, but I, I still like it. 
And then there were two things that happened towards the end of the movie where I was like, okay. Tearing up. I'm in for full price. Tearing up. Yeah. I'm less than 250 because I chose not to see the movie. I thought you were busy. Are you saying you just stood us up? I think I made another plan, though, and I could have canceled that plan if I really had intended I don't think you can say that statement because I had the same approach going into it, and I was changed by the It was the anti-Phantom Menace for you. Yes. Where instead, the instead of the huge expectation of the letdown, yes. there was bottom-of-the-barrel expectation, yes. moved you right up to a 250 Yep, 250 Nice. 250 yeah. and a full price that averages out to $5. should have gave it a shot. I think she should still see it. There's I time. Think, no, thank you. Uh, before our next podcast, she has to, like... No, thanks. Well, no, we... If we get let's a take certain amount of reviews on our podcast, let's say we get 10 reviews on our podcast. I say five. Five? If, if we, we get five, five people... I can solicit five reviews. On our podcast. Good. Got it. I'll get it. <laughs> okay. Five. I'll go see Wait Sonic. That, and they have to say, Erica has to go see Sonic. Yeah, let's get those specifically. Yes. I will be texting friends today. Five. Five. In fact, I have six friends, so this is going to work out perfectly. Yeah, but I'm one of them, and you All can right. include me. You actually already reviewed our podcast. I know. So it's that, one of the that's my job. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about planning our... Uh, the teaching part of our youth... The, the teaching part of our youth ministry. So uh, the first thing that I would want to know on that is how far out are you planned? For me, and I got to go in different areas of the youth ministry. So I'm going to start out with high school. Okay. Uh, for me, I am planned out to the end of the year, the end of school year. School year. Right now. Um, it's not always that way. And I always have a couple teaching times that are in my planning schedule that I could eliminate and throw something new in if I'm feeling led that we need to talk about this. Um, yeah. And so, but I, right now I know exactly what I'm scheduled to talk about for the, for the remainder of the school year. Same. I have, I have it planned out, but I have some that I, I would say I highlight them. And so when I get, I actually give out my teaching calendar to the parents at the beginning of the year oh, I don't do for that. the school year. And I'd say, if it's highlighted, we might not do that. Something better might come up. Yeah. And so I'll either straight up replace it or I'll put that in right where it's at and I'll shift everything back. And I, and I think that's really important to do because I've had to do that even this year, uh, I think at least four times I've had to switch gears. Yeah. And I don't I, actually plan the last month because of it. Yeah. I, it happens every year where there's something that we don't know is coming. Nobody knows everything. So yeah. Yeah. something's going to happen in my ministry where I think I need to address that. And there's yeah. going to be snow days. Mm-hmm. where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have to kind of leave margin for that because otherwise, like, I have a series I still haven't taught for two years that I actually like, but it's just gotten cut due to snow days two years in a row. Maybe God doesn't want me to teach it. Yeah, that's a sign. It might be. Maybe it's a patience thing. Maybe. How far out are you planned? I also plan for the whole year during the summer. I actually do it based on a theme, and so I have a theme, and then I have every message for both middle school and high school planned for every week. That being said... We didn't get to, we haven't gotten all the messages at this point. Um, we have things that come up, things change. We do different topics. But I, the really nice thing about when that, you change, do they stay in your theme, or not are there always, some? Okay, not always. Um, an example would be like this past Sunday. I knew a couple weeks ago I was not going to have the time to pour into a message, and I knew there was somebody who was a leader who'd be ready to give one, and so I gave him an option then to say hey, here's a passage and a topic I've already got planned for this week. I can give you what I've prepared already for it, and you can run with that, or you can do something totally different. He did something totally different. 
So. Is, right. is your middle school message the same as the high school message, but just kind of like um, um, dumbed, dumbed down? I'd say half the time. Okay. But they're they're the same in the middle school one, I guess for lack of better terms, is dumbed down. But like this past Sunday, my high school leader gave the high school message, so middle school did something entirely different than that. So do you give your middle school the, a theme at the beginning of the year like you do with high school? Yep, they're both the same theme. The same theme? Yep. So your whole ministry? My whole ministry pro- has one okay. theme. Yep. Okay. That's exciting. I like that. I, what is I, your theme this year? I, surrender. Ooh. So we split it into two semesters, and we, we talked about surrendering the worst of ourselves, the sins and the bad habits, the things like that we want to get rid of, and then for the next half of the year, surrendering the best of what we have to offer to God, relationships, talents, um, emotions that can kind of fit in worst and best. And then that allowed us to do even a couple weeks on mental health in there, surrendering our mental health to God was two-week series, um, and then we'll do a little bit of a relationship thing in there, too, coming up. All right. I, I have a theme, too. Yeah. Uh, ours is Be Bold this year, and uh, so and that's specifically high school. I don't do that with the uh, junior high program. You have a bracelet on. Yeah, and this has been our our thing for the last like few seasons that we have the theme, and we put it on the uh, those rubber I cannot bracelets. wear those. Live strong. Days. I go to bed one time, and I, I get agitated in my sleep, and I chuck them, and then the next <laughs> day I'm like, no, nah, that thing caused See, me I sleep. See, I stole his idea, and I but I made them into keychains this year for my thing. Yeah. Okay. And then, a different way to do it that doesn't aggravate me while I sleep. Well, and you could do a lot of different things. You don't have to do the bracelet yeah. or keychain. But I like the theme idea. But, I, we don't do a theme, so that wouldn't okay. work. I'd have to get bracelets every month. Well, and our thing our we've used in the high school group a lot, and I'll keep reminding them, hey, uh, this is about being bold. And, you know, we obviously use the Acts 4.29 uh, where the apostles pray for boldness. After being pers- persecuted, they say their prayers help us be bold. And so that was our, our initial theme we've been building on it ever since. Now, junior okay. high, we don't have a, a theme, but we go through a, a book of the Bible uh, during the entire season. And I have it planned out, like this group is James 1 and then James 2, but it's, it hasn't worked out that way. I, I get to a teaching moment and I end long, like quickly. And I, I, we're way behind of yeah. the schedule just because there's so much stuff I, I want to give them. And so I don't want to give them too much. So when we get to a good teaching point, I'll quit and give them reminder cards about that. And then so we won't even get through the book of James this season. We'll have to do it next year also. But uh, that's that's a different type of programming that I do with junior high. What yeah. about you? Where are you at? Well, <laughs> it's basically the same message, but I separate them. And when there's something that I wouldn't teach to the middle school when I'm writing it, I highlight it in a different color. So I see, like, just skip this part. Mm-hmm. So, like, last night I talked about what does the Bible say about mental illness. And the week before I talked about what does the Bible say about sex? Well, there's things I'm willing to address directly with high school that I am not willing to address directly with middle school in both of those topics. And so I use I use pink. Pink is the highlight because it's super obnoxious on the page. It's neon pink, and I'll just move right past it. So it's the same basic message. The small group stuff can be the same. The parents know that they're receiving the same topic and whatever but I don't I don't ever want to turn a middle schooler on to something like enlighten their minds about something they didn't know existed some of them don't know what pornography is or that it exists for instance so I don't want to talk about pornography and have them 
go home and Google that. Look up what that means, you know? Uh, so That's I would, Jeff taught us in youth group tonight. <laughs> I, I met a youth pastor five or six years ago and his former youth pastor. And this, and what he had said is his youth pastor, the older of the two was talking about uh, pornography and masturbation. And he was in middle school and he didn't know what that meant. And he went up and looked, he went home and looked it up and he got hooked on pornography and masturbation that same day. And probably he tuned into that one song that we play often. Oh, yeah, the That's one by Lust Control. Show. It's actually a Christian rock song sure. in, in the Fair heyday hope. in the heyday of Christian rock yeah. by Lust Control. Look it up. Look it up, folks. So, uh, anyway, I like I want to be very careful. So like with that specific thing, I would just say, you know, with the high school, I'll, I'll be very direct about it because they know. But with the middle school, I will usually just say, well, you know, you you got to be careful that you shouldn't be looking at things that you shouldn't. And if you're if you're doing that, you know what that means because the Holy Spirit inside you knows what that means. <laughs> but if you don't, you have no idea. It's a fleeting thought. You can't go home and look it up because there's not enough information for you. So I do play it very careful with the middle school, uh, kind of beating around the bush with them to not tell them things they don't know about. Do you have uh, like specific topics you touch on every season? Yes. What are those? I, every season, I obviously multiple times, uh, salvation is addressed. Uh, I also talk about being who God has created you to be, because that's kind of the thing for our youth group. Um, I also will talk about uh, sex every year, and I will talk about mental illness. You? Um, uh, I always do probably at least two or three specifically kind of evangelical calls about mm -hmm. uh, salvation. Um, specifically at the beginning, the first youth group of the year is, is that for sure. And then I, if I feel led that I need to do it again, I'll fit it in and make it happen. Um, there are certain youth group events that happen on Sunday nights that I do every other year, uh, like our prayer labyrinth. Um, we'll do that every other year. Um, mm -hmm. just because I don't, it's, I love it, but I don't want kids to get sick of it. And so they love it also, but they, and they'll love to have it probably every yeah. year, but I don't want to give it to them. But every that keeps year. it from being just a tradition, yes. the thing we do. Right. And so, uh, so there's every other year stuff that I do and different events that I do every other year on Sunday nights. Um, like, but you know, ironically, I don't talk on like sex and dating every year. I, I kind of leave that to the Holy spirit. And if I feel like this group needs to talk about that, then I will, um, we'll, we'll talk about purity and specifically, uh, you know, in the light of, you know, being God's servant, but nothing specific unless I really feel led to do that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I don't have something that this is what we're going to hit every year. You know, you have yeah. that, although it's a little still new for you guys, for you. Yeah. Mental health is on the list. Relationships. So we don't necessarily do sex every year, but we do relationships every year. Um, we, we also do the prayer walk thing. Um, adapted it's not exactly what yours looks like adapted yeah. to fit my group and we do that every other year as well um we try to focus specifically on spiritual disciplines every year um usually i try to hit prayer as a topic every year as well as um daily devotion time so good. oh yeah and i think we do disciplines probably every year some kind of spiritual disciplines yeah well we approach it differently so the ones that are more like I'm definitely talking about these or just the ones I talked about. But, I mean, we talk about full life, which has many aspects to it, spiritual yeah. disciplines, 
and, and the thing is, some of those things happen real naturally. Like, I don't have to make sure yeah. that I talk about them because I will. Telling kids to read their Bible comes naturally. It's going to happen <laughs> yeah. multiple times, right? So, yeah. So, so But it, the things that I know, like, if I don't make an intentional uh, stab at it, we could miss it. But it's very important yeah. mm-hmm. is what we do. So what is your approach to teaching? Like, do, oh, so specifically, do you... Do you write your own messages? Do you use a curriculum? Do you download from DYM? What are you doing? I am a write my own message guy. I've always been that way for the most part. Um, I have tried to use material at time, but I find myself, and Erica uses the word adapted. I am, yeah. I am Mr. Adapter. If I know I'm going to speak on, let's say, prayer, well, I'll go into DYM and I'll maybe... Yeah, and I did yours. I, I stole mm-hmm. your. I downloaded yours, and then uh, I'll adapt it to how I want to teach it. And then you resubmit it. No, I do <laughs> not do that. But uh, I, I there's never been a case I don't think where I've ever taken verbatim uh, someone else's message and, and just did it. Um, I can't do that. <clears throat> no, and and I can't. I write my own messages, and I can't even do my own messages verbatim. No, and I and I, I and there's nothing wrong with that. There's there's people who might be listening going, I don't have time. Uh, to write my own message, and I get that. And there are really gifted people who are writing messages, and there's gifted organizations like Group that you can buy a series from and do that, and they're good stuff. But for me, um, you know, I, 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 I'm passionate about it. I like yeah. doing it. I, I make time for it, and it, for me, I think it's much more powerful when I uh, have it as like my own personal type. Well, I think thing. it comes down to gifting, right? Because we can all have the same calling to run youth ministry, and some people are really good at the teaching aspect. Some are really good at the relational. Some are really good at getting kids there or doing games or say like there's all these different aspects of it. Yeah. So it's not right or I don't think it's right or wrong to write or purchase your curriculum. Though I would say it is probably problematic if you have youth group Wednesday night at seven and you're downloading somebody else's message at six. And, and I would still say you're going to want to at least make it your own. Yes. Don't just read it. That's that's why I say that. Like you, you need to listen. You don't have. Don't ever share my illustrations yeah. as your own. That's lying. Like yeah. write your own. Like you live your own life. Yeah. Write your own. Uh, and and maybe you don't agree with everything I say, but wouldn't it be a terrible situation? If you bought somebody else's message and you realized you didn't agree with it in front of your students, <laughs> or when you're reading it verbatim, I remember when I was a young, short Jewish Christian man. Hold on, that's how all. Yeah, that's my how my stories go. I mean, woman. Yeah, <laughs> that's not it either. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you you write your own. Yes. Is what you're saying. What about you? I. I mostly write my own. Yeah. There are times when I don't write my own because I know, like, all right, I have, like, if I have a retreat coming up, if I feel like I need to teach all of the retreat, my own stuff, it's going to be very hard to also be writing those while I'm writing the weekly thing and I might preach in church too. Yeah. And so I will, in a certain season, say, I know I'm going to need that. So, or I'll just see something that I really like and I think, I want to teach that. That is so good. I want to teach that. And so I'll find a place for it in mine. And then now I know what's going to happen and I use that time, the extra time that I have. Because I'll probably spend a couple hours making it my own, but I won't spend 10 hours making it my own like I would if I was literally making my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I try to maximize that time. But I my, my general approach is I write my own 
uh, messages. I write my own. That's my actually my favorite part of the job is writing messages and curriculum and giving messages. So I'm obviously gonna do that, but I also will go not always to DYM. Um, I found some that I've used there, but I, I also go and I'll just find like pastors, whether they're local or they're famous pastors on YouTube or whatever, and I'll go and listen to their messages on certain material if I know that it's people that I respect, theologically sound. Um, and well, I'll just took listen, away my joke. <laughs> I'll listen to their messages or um, a lot of my messages come from reading. So I'll read books um, this year, like one of the books that I read personally ended up making its way into a lot of my messages on surrender and the book had nothing to do with surrender. Um, but I actually also read a, two books this year specifically on surrender. And so she brags a lot about reading this. I one. like reading. Yeah. Ooh, I can read. Top so and can bottom, you. Left to right. I know. <laughs> I just don't. What brag I'm basically about it. saying is, <laughs> I go and find all the smart people who know more than me, and I right. take some of their stuff and put it together. You just turned that from a brag to a humble brag. That was incredibly <laughs> done. Well Thank done. Thank you very yeah. much. Uh, so when you write your messages, everybody does different things, and this is a whole different topic as well. But are you just writing the message, or are you writing small group questions, or are you writing a whole small group lesson? Like, what are you doing? I'll go first. I try to have some sort of follow-up, and typically that is small groups. Occasionally we do individual stuff, like last night's middle school message. There wasn't a huge message portion, and all the kids had individual sheets that they were working on and filling out to go with it. And that was just to mix things up. We've been yeah. doing a lot of the same. I want to do something different. Um, but there's typically some sort of follow-up, and so I'll write small group questions with it every single time. Um, I, I get inspired by idea, random idea explosions, uh, is what I'm going to call them. In the um, bathroom? Anywhere. Okay. Anywhere. And I take those ideas, and then I'll start, I'll sit down and formulate the message. So I don't know until I'm in the midst or towards the end of the message whether I'm going to include small group questions or not, or any kind of follow-up questions. I mean, typically there's some kind of follow, there's always gonna be some kind of follow-up, but I won't know until I'm knee-deep into that message of which direction this is gonna go. Because okay. uh, I'm just starting with, oh, that's a good idea. Knee-deep is like waist-high for me, if we're uh, yeah, your knees to my waist. Yeah. What about you? Well, right now, I always write small group questions. I'm actually going to be changing the way we do youth group next year, and it's not fully fleshed out, but I won't, I'll be writing more other stuff as well. And so, uh, but for right now, any, really any time I write a message for youth group, I also write small group questions. Not a curriculum, just some questions to process through. Uh, I'll get more into small group curriculum writing next year to go with my stuff. But. That could be a, another podcast, small group type stuff. It could. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Someone put that down. What, right. now my, my next question to you two is uh, what's your process? And what I mean is uh, when you're looking for topics and inspiration to speak on for the new season, where are you getting that from? And, and I will start first just to help you uh, with my awkward question. Um, 
I get these explosion ideas from Matt Ray everywhere. Oh. I mean, all including you guys, like fellow youth workers. Um, I get them all the time, and I don't know when it's going to happen, where I'm going to be. So I am always recording these ideas, whether it's on my phone or my computer. Do you I carry got, around one of those tape recorders? Uh, I just use the technology in my phone just to okay. do that, and and it, I have a remind list that I'll tell so just tell my iPhone, hey. Put this on there in my ideas list. Yeah. And then I have another section on my computer that I am always, if I'm reading a devotion or reading something, I don't read quite as often as she does. But when I do, I'll probably drop it in my ideas, future ideas uh, file. And so I have in my working files probably anywhere between 10 and 40 different lesson ideas at one yeah. time that I want to flush out. And eventually I'll delete a bunch of them saying, that was stupid, what was I thinking? I get um, rid of them, um, I have the same thing. I have a series idea reminder list in my phone. And if it if it's sitting there for two years and I still don't want to use it, I don't want to use it. Yeah. And yeah. if God wants me to use it later, he'll remind me, but at this point I'm letting it go. Yeah. Like that one that I should have let go already, but I just really thought it was neat. But I have, I do that, like, I get them a lot of times when I'm doing my devotions, I'll be reading, and then as I'm reflecting throughout the day on that stuff, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking, how do, how do I need to live this out? But I'm also thinking, how do I teach this to my children? And one of them is almost in middle school, and so some of that bleeds into, when I'm thinking about how to discuss this with my own children, it turns into a series idea for me as yeah. well. So, and sometimes uh, I'm in church, and I'm, somebody else's you know, preaching, and I just tune them out. But I think that's the thing where it's like, I'm in church, I have no distractions, basically. Uh, I My ears are tuned in, I'm listening for God. And now I'm hearing, he's probably been telling me all week, maybe all month, uh, but now I'm hearing him. And so sometimes um, I, you know, I half listen to the, the pastor, but I'm also like writing yeah. down notes. It looks, it looks like I'm very in tune because I'm writing a lot of notes, <laughs> but it's just stuff I transfer to my series ideas. Well, there's something later. about when you're in tune in those moments, you know, you're allowing God to speak to you better. Cause I think for me, almost every time like we're in the middle of our fall retreat, yes. I come up with next year's theme there. Cause I'm or thinking on mission trips. Or it's, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Or when we're in Where? Colorado, I'm thinking... Oh, next time we go here, this would be great for us to talk about this. And then I'll go back to my computer and I'll start writing up the information for next year. And I'll put the theme in it right then and hit save. So I know next year when I get to that, it's already ready to go. It's almost like getting away from distraction and being quiet and resting is a spiritual practice. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. I also have a list. So I do the same thing. Um, I try to write, use it as quickly as possible. Um, something I guess that you guys don't do that I do is I actually have a quote book. And so when I hear something impactful, whether it's from devotions, it's from a message that I've heard, podcasts, whatever, I will write that specific quote that hit me down and reference where I found that so that when I go back and I'm writing messages, I actually will look through that quote book beforehand and then it'll trigger that, oh yeah, I remember that message and I'll go back and listen to it or find that whatever and usually that helps too. Nice. A quote book. That is smart. Yeah, I don't have a quote book. Well, I don't listen to people worth quoting. So... And I don't read as much as I let on. <laughs> so what does actually preparing a message look like for you? Like what's your process for writing? And it quickly. Yeah, like I said, I already have version. my message planned. 
as far as topic goes. And so the week of, because I, I'm writing a message every week. So Tuesday I come in and I'm already looking that day on what I'm going to do. But I actually write the bulk of my message on Friday. I find that that's been more helpful because if I write it too early in the week, I have a disconnect with it by the time Sunday comes around. And then I enjoy going to a coffee shop and sitting there and actually writing out my message. Not word for word. I'm a bullet point person. Yeah, I'm a bullet point person also. But I do a little bit differently. I will write out kind of a rough draft earlier that week or maybe even two weeks ahead of time. Um, but then I like to go on a Friday afternoon and there's a place downtown Kalamazoo I'll go eat lunch at. I'll bring all my books and I'll just sit there and grab the lunch special. And I'll Are just, you going to Hopcat? Right? Uh, you don't like this, but I go to Shakespeare's. Shakespeare's. I love Shakespeare's. You like the free fish. popcorn. No, and, and, and the fish. fish. There's free popcorn fish. And usually there's the hardly anybody fish. there. Um, and, and I to be clear, their food's okay. We just waited forever the two times. Well, before. that's why you should come when I'm there because I'm usually the only yeah. one there, and I'm You'll surrounded get a by ton books. Of work and I do. I, I I'll spend like this past Friday. I spent probably three hours there, just sitting there, you know, doing my message. Yeah. So, so I I well, I start with scripture. I think that's important. Oh, I know you guys do. Okay. I know you do. Yeah. Well, okay. right. I think it's very bad to proof text. So I think it's really bad to say, here's what I want to say. What can I get from the Bible to support it, right? So if I'm, since I'm oftentimes getting it in my quiet times, then it's like, oh, okay, well, this is the scripture that inspired that thought. So it starts with that, goes there. Um, then I try and think of if there's a personal story that works in there that um, makes it relatable to them. And if not a personal one, then is there some pop culture reference or uh, a known story that I can share to make them see like, okay, this is real beyond the pages. Um, but really like, I, so I, essentially I start with scripture, which you can mock me for, but. <laughs> well, no, the mocking's not for that. The mocking is make, you make us two look like. We well, they don't do scripture. We do scripture also. To be clear, I said, I know you guys do too. You were just too busy getting <laughs> your joke ready. So but so I have, because I have the passage I want to use and what I think the application is, I actually have my, my whole point. Like, what is the conclusion? What is the thing I want them to walk around with? I have that. So I kind of start backwards in that sense. Like, I know when I start where I want to go, I'm... Now trying to figure out what, how do I start this thing? And how do I start it in a way that they can relate to it? So I will spend time like rereading. So like this week, I would, I would, um, so I'm doing the prodigal son. So I'd be reading the, the story of the prodigal son and thinking about it. Like that's the only thing I would do. I don't write anything, um, for at least a couple of days. And, uh, I, cause how I apply it might be, different than what I was thinking, you yeah. know, eight months ago. Yeah. So, so I do that. Uh, and then I try to, um, write it. Like I want to have one main point. I don't like, I like my, I don't do a four point message. I don't have one point, three point, three point, whatever. But I like to have one main <laughs> point and everything else is just a support point. So I try, I are there support points to that? And that's where I might say, okay, well, these are the support points and now I'm going to start making sure I'm pulling in scripture that appropriately supports the, those points. Um, and then illustrations are all usually the last thing for me. Mm -hmm. So really my, my opening illustration is often the last thing I come up with 
but I write in order. So I have a lot of notes that I keep. And then um, the last thing I do is the first thing I actually put on the page. And I transcript mine because if I don't, I'll teach forever. Like I really need, those are constrainers for me. Okay. Because I could talk forever. As you, I see you glazing over during this answer. Yeah, it's, it's been forever, hasn't it? Yeah. Has. I, I don't have that kind of problem because, uh, you know, and she does the same things I do. We write the bullet points. And I, for some reason, I know exactly how long that's going to take. Even when I write a sermon for, like, like big church, uh, I never, like, do a word for word. But I know, like, those bullet points. And I look at it going, that's the amount of time I need. And I don't know how it works out every time that it's almost like exactly the time that I have, expect for a sermon, but it does. I don't know if it's because I have ADD or a lot of jokes, but it doesn't work that way for me. <laughs> I really need to, to restrict myself. Fair enough. So that's what I do. And I, some people don't prepare at all. And they say, well, I'm not going to prepare at all because I'm leaving room for the Holy Spirit. That's a lot of room. You know what? Yeah, it's a lot of room. <laughs> Listen, he was Jesus was born in a manger. He doesn't need a luxury suite. He just needs a little room. Uh, but he also works on Tuesdays, so that would be my encouragement. Yeah. You can get working on it earlier in the week. So that's what we have uh, for today. Next time, I believe we are actually going to talk about small groups and what those look like in our ministries, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about that yeah. right now. All right. Well, that's it for episode 18. Catch you on the flippity flip. Over and out. I really don't like that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>